always am, you know, I'm always surprised. But that's the thing is that it's hard to get the word out about uh, the USA Ice team and and uh, what we do isn't uh, well known. We always get people that say they want to come out and, you know, there's always, you know, 20, 30 guys that are really interested in it, but it seems to be the core core group of 15 to 10 guys. No, everybody you talk to, everyone's like, huh. You know, if it was just we had some simple news article saying, hey, Team USA is going to Lafayette in the Twin Cities and, you know, in all these northern regions that have a lot of ice and people are, you know, they diehard weekenders on the ice. You know, they love to hear, hey, look at that. So they're actually going over there to ice fish, you know, spending their own money to go try to win a medal for our country, you know. Nick over there, though, he just wears his scarf. <laughs> He doesn't wear a hat, he combs his hair every day over there. With the I gel. have hair, these guys don't, they're jealous. I'm older than them, I have hair. Yeah, I was like sixth grade the last time I put gel in my hair. It's my last time I had a girlfriend. last time you were bald. <laughs> Anglers are as good as uh, any of the other countries. They're youthful, they're fast, they understand the chess match. For these new guys, um, it, it really, I mean, they leave with a whole different look at what ice fishing is all about. If you're here, there's a reason for it. You know, you didn't just, you didn't just randomly see this on Facebook and be like, oh, that sounds fun. You, you kind of had an idea on what, what you're getting yourself into, or at least you should have an idea on what you're getting yourself into before you decide to venture out here, just because this isn't this isn't your weekend excursion out on the ice, you know? Yeah, it's, you know, it's a different style of fishing. It's a European style of fishing, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a lot different. Actually, a lot of, a lot of these people, they, they help out if you don't have everything that you need. Um, it's not something that you can go on the, the shelf and buy, per se, but um, I've been accumulating it for a year or so. Have you been practicing? I have been practicing, yes. It's just a matter of uh, learning a new discipline, you know, and as a fisherman, I had done a lot of competitive fishing in the boat and some competitive fishing on ice. and. You know, it's, it's learning a completely new discipline, and I think anytime you do that, it makes you a better all-around fisherman. Yeah, but I've been, like I said, I've been doing this for 10 years. I mean, my hands have been frostbit, everything, and uh, cold eventually is just a thing. No, friendship is still friendship. Uh, competition is competition, and you're still going head-to-head -head with 12, 13 of the best guys in the upper Midwest right here and you don't want to give away any secrets or even try to hide your location if you can, but. Hey, I got three, guys! Eat that! I'm in the lead! Better get your hole all taut. Hey, what's the good word? It's good to see you again. It's been a while. Here, pull up a chair. Can we get two root beers over here, please? 
Yeah, frosty mugs. Thanks. All right, so I wanted to tell you a story that I've had in my back pocket for a while. I met a group of guys last March up in Rhinelander, Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah, beautiful country up there, right? So strangely enough, I read an article about this USA ice team and how they were competing uh, in Latvia. I'd never heard of this before, so I started looking into it a bit. Find out that this is totally legit. I mean, this is the Olympics of ice fishing. For sure, I thought the same thing. It's ice fishing. We must dominate that sport on the international stage, right? Well, that's not quite the case. This is a different game. It's micro-fishing and pure skill. No electric motors or equipment, European baiting and fishing techniques, and unfamiliar waters in unfamiliar countries. And USA Ice Team has never meddled overseas. They got the gold when they were here in 2010, but that's not good enough for these guys. They want to prove that they can do this at the next level. And how the heck have I not heard about this until now? I mean, the Winter Olympics are touted as a world-uniting event, and they only happen every four years. This February, experience the one event that unites the world. The 2018 Winter Olympics. 18 days and nights filled with action. What the hell was that? Anyway, so I thought to myself, shouldn't this be a big deal for the ice fishing world? How does this competition work, and why hasn't USA Ice Team been dominating at the world stage? Who are these guys, and why are they committing their time and money to winning a medal for our country? I had a lot of questions, so I made the trip to Wisconsin to find answers. I met Mike McNett first. He has a name for fishing and has been with USA Ice Team for 10 years. Um, we just, I mean, we put a whoop into everybody when they came here in 2010. I mean, we just annihilated everybody. And it was the only the second year we competed. The first year we competed in Poland, we took dead last. And, and the Canadian friend of mine, who, who didn't compete that year, but said, just try not to get last. Well, come on, you know, you can't tell me just to try not to get last. I mean, you know, we're good enough, but yeah, he was right. I mean, uh, everything was different. We were the only ones with reels. You know, they all use the palm rods and smaller lines, and uh, they're throw—they're actually throwing their their uh, their palm rods and then hand lining, and we're like, what? <laughs> you know what? So it was a learning experience. USA Ice Team got eighth in Latvia last year. Disappointing for some, but not so much for Mike. You know, it's not a matter of us not knowing what to do anymore. So we're on that cusp, and uh, it was nice coming home. Uh, without a medal and still seeing the the faces of the guys knowing that you know we're just about there they hold a rules meeting the evening before tryouts begin mike had to let everyone know what's at stake and what this team means to u.s angling the group governing any u.s team hoping to compete on the international stage we carry u.s angling this group right here you guys are the cornerstone of u.s angling period that's a little bit about uh, what you're a part of. I, I just want to make you guys aware that you're, you know, you're fishing for the country. Uh, the code of ethics, really, we don't cross it anymore. Guys are a lot more serious. One day, way early. And then I'm just close. saying, though, when we started this, there was a lot more partying that went on because these anglers are getting very serious about these events. So, Any questions about that?
it's not something that the average fisherman you know does on the weekend it's uh when you're competition fishing tournament fishing uh you know every little edge every little um consistency helps and uh you know allows you to uh catch maybe one more fish which you know could be the difference between fourth place and second place their knowledge in finesse fishing in palm rod fishing is much greater than ours here in the united states so a lot of our equipment comes from over there uh, so we do spend a lot of time you know, seeking out uh, the proper equipment in order to get it to, to work right. This is Ben Blagan from Becker, Minnesota. Ben fished in his first world championship last year in Latvia. We met up in his cabin after the rules meeting to check out his rigs and to learn a little bit more about this style of fishing. So what I'm doing is I've got jigs um, in my jig boxes that are sorted by jig size. So for instance, I've got a 2.5 millimeter jig, basically different jigs from different countries. Um, 2.5 millimeter jigs from Ukraine, from Belarus, from, from Latvia. And uh, each one of these countries, they actually make their own jigs. So they're different quality, different quality tungsten, different quality hooks. In 2.5 millimeter, I've probably got about eight different weights. Um, in uh, as far as those jigs go, so uh, hundreds of thousands of a gram difference between jigs, yeah. You might also be wondering if that makes much of a difference. Well, at the end of these palm rods is a tiny zip tie-like strike indicator. Basically, the spring bobber of finesse fishing. You get indicators that um, you know that that will bend just by blowing on them, and some that are, of course, a little stiffer and stiffer and stiffer. Um, yeah, so there is no question that you notice that hundredth of a gram or that thousandth of a gram on your indicator. So it's, uh, yeah, you, when you pair up your palm rod with the right line, the right indicator and the right jig, you could have 30 different combinations. Our jigs are so fine, uh, our line is so fine that what we have to actually do is use a magnifying glass in order to get our line through the holes in the jigs. Otherwise, it's almost impossible to try to uh, get that line through those holes. The palm rods themselves might not be much to look at, but they're vital to success for finesse fishing. Think of a music conductor's staff or a thin chopstick six to 10 inches long. A small spool holds line at the base and the strike indicator rests at the front. This allows for the most delicate of presentations, but you don't have to use them if you don't want to. No, you don't even have to use palm rods. Uh, you can use a, a standard fishing pole, but the problem is that you just don't get that strike detection uh, that you do um, while using a palm rod with the uh, you know, ultra-sensitive strike indicators. Uh, you know, when they're weighing at the uh, World Championships, it comes down to um, you know thousandth of a gram. So every fish that you can get out of that hole really matters. And those little fish, they're barely biting. Sometimes, you know, it, it's extremely tough to detect that. And it doesn't take much for that hair-like line to lose integrity. Knots, ice shards, fish, and many other factors can lead to a rod becoming useless. The detail needed to rig it back up is not best done on the ice. So, might as well just have another rod available. Or 40. So, um, I've got uh, room for about 40, 40 rods here. It goes without saying that these guys and gals holding the rods are putting their skills on the line for a medal. But a lot of their success rides on the shoulders of the spotters. Mike lays it all out for you. The spotters, we call them, are the anglers outside of the zones that they're fishing in that are paying attention to what's going on, uh, being able to visualize what's going on under the ice, 
what the other anglers are doing so they can give our anglers the right information on where to move, when to move, what to use, and that sort of thing. So I'm really good at that. If I could transfer my knowledge into four other anglers, then we would meddle. And that's my goal from here on out is to get as many skilled anglers inside the zones that are fishing uh, into spotters that are outside the zone. So There are five zones in the competition. One angler from each country will occupy these zones during the tournament. Spotters help these anglers be more effective. One team has been doing it better than anyone for many years. Yeah, I mean, you can look at the Ukrainians who, you know, in the last five years have just, I don't know, they've got three golds, I think, and a a silver and maybe a bronze or something. But you look at their spotters and their best angler uh, this year was the spotter for their best angler for the last four years prior. So uh, he was actually in, he, he could have medaled probably a few years prior to when he did in, in Finland, and he, he medaled again this year. And uh, he could have easily been on the team, but he decided to stay with Alexi, their, their top angler. So that just tells you how dedicated they are to winning. You know, I mean, it's, and, and you got to understand, these guys are each, uh, donating or fundraising or, you know, paying it out of their own pockets. Some of them are getting help from, from their work or, uh, um, you know, family members, but they, they've got to pay on average about $2,500, you know, a trip. And as an angler, that's easy to do. But as a spotter, that's more difficult for the guys. Team USA and most uh, top-level competitive tournament fishermen really have a drive. They have an eagerness to learn, to be the best at their sport, to be the best at you know what they do, and I think that's what sets them apart. Um, you know, it's it's that drive, it's that you know wanting to know more, wanting to to know everything, and uh, so you know it's it's really for us. For me, it's, it's just the fun of, you know, being able to learn something new and apply it to, you know, catching fish and being successful. I mean, this is the United States ice fishing team. We fish for the United States. You know, we are a team. It brings you together and it has a whole different type of emotion to it. I mean, we all love what we do. Um, we're here for each other while we share, you know, our secrets. There isn't anybody here. Um, you know, that shouldn't be here. We're competitive, that's the way it is. And so when we do these tryouts, I mean, we're competing against each other. But the thing is though, is that we love that though. I mean, you know, we push ourselves, we push each other, you know, to get better. And these tryouts aren't necessarily all about hating the other person for three hours. It's about pushing each other to get better. First things first, USA Ice Team needs to determine who will fish and who will spot for them at the Worlds. Next week, we'll take you on the ice for tryouts and introduce you to some of the guys who will be representing our country at the World Ice Fishing Championships. Then we'll set the stage for the big event on March 12th through the 18th, Karaganda Region, Temertau City, Kazakhstan. One thing's for sure, they should have plenty of ice for us. It's 11 below at the moment, and it feels like 30 below with wind chill. Tryouts for next year's team are taking place next week, February 22nd through the 25th. Go to usaiceteam.org to sign up for your chance to join the team in 2019. Check out their Facebook page, at USA Ice Team, 
to find out more about the World Championships and all that's on the line. Thanks for listening, everyone. Don't forget to stay awesome. Now, here's a quick taste what's to come next week. Jumbo. That's my kid. Nothing but heart for the, I guess, and patriotism. You know, I mean, that's all it is. It's just pride and fishing for Team USA. I don't care what you do, but for three hours I own your ass for you. You can smoke all you want and do all that shit later, but when, when, when we're competing, you know, no. Yeah. No, we ain't putting up with that. We, we got business. Three hours, you got to tend to your business. Drilling holes, running, and fishing. Three hours. That's all. Things can go so pretty quick. Like, for instance, your bait falls off your hook. Yeah. The, the biggest misconception a lot is, is that people think we're just fishing for small fish when it's that's really not it at all. I mean, they, there's instances and zones where we catch big fish over there. So, you know, when they're winning world championship after world championship after world championship, you know, it's like watching Tom Brady pretty soon. You better maybe emulate that, you know what I'm saying? So. Fish stories.